This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America, and uh, right away, uh, it, it has come to my attention at the time that I am recording this episode that episodes 1 through 94 of my podcast are not playing all the way through on Spotify. Uh, I checked all the other podcatchers out there, and it seems like my show is up and running uh, just fine everywhere else. Uh, I have escalated my issue to Spotify tech support, and I am waiting on a response. So if you listen to my show on Spotify, I apologize. If you're going back before episode 94, you're not going to get access at this very moment. I hope to have this issue fixed soon. Now, with that being said, you know, go, uh, if you have access, go check out the show on another uh, platform. Uh, Just temporary technical difficulties. Nothing to be concerned about. I didn't get the axe. I didn't get censored. None of that. I'm still up and running, firing on all cylinders. Uh... Today, I'm going to talk about this little documentary, The Dark Side of the Truth, The Dark Side of Truth, I think, and I'm going to get into that later on, but uh, the last few episodes, I have been talking about a sensitive subject, you know, who are the Jewish people, do the Jews run the world, and I really haven't got any pushback about it, but I was thinking about how I presented the information in the Invisible Government episode. And I feel like I probably needed to do a little bit more explanation of my point. Especially for those of you who haven't listened to my The Past is Crazy Part 1 episode where I uh, explain all of this uh, using Janet Osbard's research for Fall of the Cabal series. Well, there's another young lady uh, on TikTok, of course, and her name is Introverts008 on TikTok. And I want to play a clip from her explaining to you exactly what I have been trying to explain to you. And, you know, I have no problem with Jewish people. I got no problem with anybody uh, of any race, color, creed, sexual orientation. Unless you got a problem with me, I don't got a problem with you. Okay. So I'm not trying to present myself as anti-Semitic. I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong with Jewish people. I don't want anybody to misconstrue the point I'm trying to make. When I played that clip at the end of Invisible Government episode of the rabbis who were arrested in a huge crime syndicate ring in the state of New Jersey for money laundering, sex trafficking... Uh, 
organ sales on the black market. You wonder where they found these people, predominantly children, to do this sick, disgusting crap that they do that just so happened to be rabbis in this group of criminal rabbis, I guess you could say, that uh, just went down in the state of New Jersey. That was what that clip at the end of Invisible Government, the Invisible Government episode was. I was just illustrating that it doesn't matter what your belief on the topic is. Here's the facts. Here's the truth. There are people that present as Jewish people who have recently been arrested for the most disgusting, satanic, evil, gross shit that you could possibly imagine a human being is capable of doing to another human being. That's the facts. Now, are they presenting themselves as Jewish people, the people that are perpetrating these crimes? Or are they a part of some other belief system, some other group, religion, location, etc.? And all this is conjecture. I don't have the facts or evidence uh, on this. I just know that there are a lot of people that tell the same story. And I've told the story on the show multiple times. And I'm about to use this clip I'm about to play for you to further illustrate my point. And here it is. There are people that call themselves Jewish people that are not Jewish people. That's the whole conversation. That is the entire argument. And those people are the ones perpetrating all of the, you can't even bring up, talk about, criticize. You can't even discuss all things Judaism without being immediately labeled as anti-Semitic. You want to know who rules over you, my fellow Americans? Well, then look no further than those who you are not allowed to criticize. And I have a lot of Jewish friends out there, and I welcome any of my fellow Jewish people that are listeners of my show. You want to come on my show and talk about this? I would love to get a, a, a real Jewish person's perspective on this. Do people in the Jewish community believe this stuff? Are are the people in the Jewish community having arguments about who actually is Jewish and who isn't? It's The only reason why any of this is fascinating to me in the first place is because there are so many stories, historically speaking, that talk about the same thing people don't get mad at history for existing okay use that history to learn from courageously without fear of persecution simply for wanting to be interested and curious and do some work in hopes of learning growing Gaining awareness, knowledge, yada, yada, etc., etc. Okay? So here we go. Take a listen to this. 
So, to continue my video yesterday of who are these 13 families, who are these Canaanites, and what do they really believe in? The elites are not Jewish. Um, what they did is they took the cabal, the cabal with a K, and they took out certain sections and they added a bunch of perverted um, sections to it, and also added a bunch of occult and really weird rituals, sexual rituals, and they worshipped Baal or Baal, who actually wants human and child sacrifices. Now, the Israelites in that area were disgusted with them and decided to kick them out, um, basically persecute them, which sent these 13 families into the Mediterranean and also um, migrating up north, which used to be the Russian Empire, but today is known as the Ukraine. They continued with their satanic um, rituals, which angered the people of Ukraine to the point where they said that they would persecute them and run them out if they did not change their religion to either Christianity, Islam, or Judaism. They chose Judaism as a mask, but they never practiced Judaism, and they continued to practice their satanic rituals of child sacrifice and human sacrifice, which led the people in Ukraine and Russia to run them out. So then they migrated into Germany, Switzerland, um, Austria, Netherlands, North France, and England, and they changed their names based on the area that they migrated into to try and blend in with the crowd using Judaism as a mask but in reality they were worshipping Baal or Baal in a very satanic way. That is why their Kabbalah is spelled with a C and a Q and it's also dangerous what they're doing because they're basically using Judaism as their religion which is not and it's giving the actual Jewish people a really bad name who have nothing to do with the elites. So what I was getting at yesterday of why I started reading all of these books is because I had friends who were Jewish and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm hearing all these conspiracy theories, something's off here. So I decided to do my own research and went and read a bunch of, of religious books um, varying to see if there was um, basically anything in those books that might lead me to who the real elites were. Now, I going to go into um, more about the elites in other videos, but what I'm trying to say is they have been separating us regarding religion, race, skin color for so long. They have muddied the waters to the point where it's so hard to find the truth, when in actuality we are no different from each other and we are not each other's enemies. The elites are actually our enemies because they keep using propaganda and psychological manipulation to keep us apart and not wanting to learn about one another so that they can keep controlling us and having us fight amongst each other when we should actually unite as one human race to actually live peacefully because we can we can actually do that. So I hope that clears things up. <laughs> yeah, I do too, introverts008 on TikTok. I hope that clears things up. So there it is, people. I am not the only person saying this stuff. The reason why people come to these conclusions is because they took some time out of their severely self-absorbed, egocentric, brainwashed existence to peel back the onion a little bit, pull back that veil, look behind the curtain, to see what's really going on. What's wrong with curious investigation? The reason why 
even talking about these concepts, is so demonized in the public status quo, in the popular culture, that I would make the argument is created by the intelligence communities, the elites, and these magicians that are casting spells and exercising dark magic in order to bring beings into existence from the spiritual realm allegedly and I'm going to play a clip real quick that talks about this very thing I found this to be quite interesting Uh, this is a clip of a guy named David Wilcock Uh, if you do not know who he is he is an amazingly uh, intelligent researcher he has done years and years and years of work on ancient alien theory on the ancient civilizations of this world um, etc okay very very smart intelligent well-researched guy and he is in this documentary that is I think you can find it on YouTube it's out there it's called the dark side of truth uh, these people are affiliated with the people that do Gaia the GAIA uh, group of very informative reporters and researchers that they, I think they have a page on Facebook. I see it all the time, advertisements. I think they actually might have a TV show or a news or whatever, news channel, TV channel, whatever, right? Okay, so listen to how David Wilcock explains these similar themes, okay? And then after that, I'm going to bring up some of these pop culture elite celebrity relationships that exist out there that you've been hearing about. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Kanye and Kim Kardashian and uh, Marina Abramovich and this other chick I just discovered that's a creepy, Satan-worshipping, elitist, fashion designer person that's friends with the dude or the people that uh, ran uh, Balenciaga or Balenciaga, if you will. <laughs> We're going to get to that. But here, before I get to that, take a listen to David Wilcock explain these concepts that I have been recently talking about here on the show. Here we go. And I want to say something else. One of the things that I learned from whistleblowers from the cabal itself is that they have to work within something they call the rules. And this is very, very important. So I really want to make sure that this gets into the film. The rules are a body of spiritual principles that they must follow in order to be allowed to exist. Now, what do I mean by allowed to exist? I mean that they are aware that there are benevolent forces that will prevent them from achieving their goals unless we give them permission to enslave us. Now, think about that. Well, I didn't give them permission. So why did they put this plan for three world wars on display in a book that's hanging there open behind glass in the British Museum Library of London. And those three world wars that they're outlining are exactly World War I, World War II, and the war on terrorism. Because the rules state that they have to tell us what they're doing. Therefore, if we allow it to happen, we have consented to tyranny, we have consented to enslavement. Now, if you get into the secret history of the cabal this was rediscovered 
by Queen Elizabeth, the original Elizabeth that we've heard about from the 1500s. Queen Elizabeth's royal astrologer, a man named John Dee, who is the prototype of the wizard with the long beard, the, the hat, and what he did was to rediscover through these ancient documents that were in the Vatican, the technology of how to access what they considered to be spiritual beings that were useful to them, but what we would consider to be demonic or evil beings. These beings need to be accessed through a very complex set of rituals and ceremonies. You cannot just ask for them to show up. You have to follow very elaborate and specific protocols. If you follow those protocols, it's like having an IP address, which is what we use to go online in order to notate a website. Every website has its own IP address. These spiritual beings, such as Baal and Moloch, which they still do ceremonies for today, such as in Bohemian Grove, there is a giant effigy, stone effigy of an owl. That's the god Moloch. The god Moloch goes all the way back to Rome and Carthage, in which they were offering child sacrifices to this god in exchange for power. So John Dee rediscovered the technology of how to draw the magic circles, how to say the right incantations, how to actually do black magic on a governmental level. This is what people are going to have so much trouble with once disclosure happens, is that these people actually practice black magic, and they are very, very good at it. These people practice black magic, and they are very, very good at it. That's what I mean when you have heard me say on this show before that they have this propaganda, mind control, mind manipulation game down to a meticulous science at this point. And why shouldn't they? They've been studying it, the intelligence community, for years and years and years now. And why Patriot said that Nazism basically was occultism. So we know that it's been going on for that long. Then we know after World War II uh, came MK Ultra, Operation Midnight Climax, uh, all the other stuff that testing uh, uh, biological, chemical, drugs, pharmacological methods, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. I've been over all this stuff. The intelligence community, I would make the argument, is part of or controlled by, affiliated with, whatever, these elites. So, here we go. I got an idea, real quick. If you go take a look at those memes that have been going around on the social medias, showing the heads and you know, higher-ups at all these... Uh, news channels and uh, TV stations, news networks, motion picture companies I've talked about. You know, everyone says the Jews run the world, the Jews run Hollywood, right? Maybe we should trace the biological bloodline lineage of some of those people back, if we could do that, and see how many of them came from ancient Khazaria. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Then we would know. You could do the same thing with the whole Israeli-Palestinian situation. Remember when a certain somebody purchased Israel 
I talked about that on a previous episode, okay? So let's just agree that nobody's talking shit about the Jews, okay? All we're trying to figure out is who's running the world. And if it looks like a bunch of Jewish people are the people in those positions, whether they are Jewish people or not, is really, who cares? The point is getting to the bottom of who is really in control of this entire world. A lot of people make the argument that it's the World Economic Forum and or the United Nations or a combination of all of that. That's not true, in my opinion. That's the front. That's the visible government. But then there's a little something called the invisible government. You know that. I've been over that. And I would make the argument that the people in the invisible government are the elites. Bilderberg, Trilateral Commission, Council of 500, Club of Rome, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. The Vatican, the Jesuits, the Khazarians, the Mafia. The people that are willing to do the most disgusting, heinous things in order to keep power and control. It's human nature. It's been a part of human nature since human beings were even a thing. So to deny all of this reality and truth is ridiculous. Stop running from reality. Because you know what? Reality will eventually catch up with you. And much like our friend Dan the Master Mason said in the previous episode, he said Freemasonry doesn't need to be defended. And I would make the argument that truth also does not need to be defended. You know why? Because the truth defends itself. And you can have whatever opinion of me or anybody like me that wants to get to the bottom of the shit and figure it out for real. You can mock us, slander us, demonize us, call us the worst uh, 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 degrading names you want. You know, you're not going to stop us, though. We're not going to shut up. Because we're not cowards. We push forward courageously, fearlessly. A lot of us are already ready to give our lives for what we believe in. So you really think names and name-calling and throwing uh, mud, slinging mud, is going to steer us off course somehow? Mm-mm-mm. The only thing that sometimes uh, scares me when I talk about this stuff is the David Crowley story. The gray state guy got murdered, him and his wife and his kid in his home before he released that movie. That's pretty terrifying. That means that some intelligence community operative was watching him, paying attention to what he was doing and saying. You know, the Seth Rich thing and everybody on the Clinton kill list. You know, everybody. Everybody, you know, Epstein, Anthony Bourdain, and all the guys that were going to blow the whistle on child trafficking, Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, everybody that you saw met an untimely death in those QAnon videos. There's too much of evidence piling up, people, for there not to be something to it. 
you can't just easily dismiss it all as conspiracy theory, as uh, white supremacy, as, you know, evil, people with evil intentions. No, we're trying to expose the people with the evil intentions. The, the magicians try to invert reality. You got to pay attention to this inversion shit. And and remember what David Wilcox said too about they, they have to operate within the rules, whatever the rules are. And remember when I talked to NY Patriot, NY Patriot said that you have to do these rituals and cast these circles, whatever, in very, very specific ways. Okay? So I'm sorry to be bringing this information to your attention if you're having a tough time listening to this episode thus far today. But it doesn't change the fact that a lot of it is possibly, probably true. It doesn't change being true just because you don't like it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to take a commercial break. When I come back, we're going to talk about Balenciaga. And I'm going to bring up some other stuff that you've probably already been made aware of if you are into this type of stuff. But if you aren't, I'm going to bring it to your attention. <laughs> because that's what I do here on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast I'll be right back All right people welcome back to the show Okay so you guys have heard about this Balenciaga fashion company, the hottest, most chic uh, fashion for the affluent, unbelievably rich elites of the world, right? You've heard about their using children in their marketing. You've heard about the primed uh, child and the photo with all the gross shit going on that everyone's been talking about, and there's this little roll of yellow caution tape on the ground that's supposed to say Balenciaga, but instead of just using one A, they use two A's, and the argument has been made that this is a reference to ball or bail, like David Wilcock and Introvert 008 from the previous segment mentioned in those clips that I played for you. Who is Ball? Let's meet an ancient deity. Okay? Just so you know what all these people are talking about. Here we go. And honestly, now that I think about it, I actually feel like I've... I think I have read this to you guys before, but here we go. Ball is a title, or was a title, and honorific meaning owner or lord in the northwest semitic languages spoken in the levant during antiquity 
from its use among people. It came to be applied to gods. Scholars previously associated the theonym with solar cults. Solar cults, people that worship the sun and the sun god. And with a variety of unrelated patron deities, but inscriptions have shown that the name Baal was particularly associated with the storm and fertility god Hadad and his local manifestations. The Hebrew Bible includes use of the term in references to various Levantine deities, often with application towards Hadad, who was decreed as a false god. That use was taken over into Christianity and Islam sometime under the form Beelzebub and other demonology. Okay? So already this god is associated with demons and Beelzebub, which is another word for devil, Satan. Okay? This is the Hebrew Bible, people. And these people were spoken about in Northwest Semitic languages. Okay? And then it goes on to say, Baal was worshipped in the Tyrian colony of Carthage, like uh, David Wilcock mentioned, as their supreme god. It is believed that this position developed in the 5th century BCE, following the severing of its ties to Tyr, following the 480, the 480 BCE Battle of Himera. Like Hadad, Baal was a fertility god. Inscriptions about Punic deities tend to be rather uninformative, though, and he has been variously identified as a moon god, as a Dagon, the grain god, etc. Rather than the bull, Baal has or was associated with the ram and depicted with his horns. The archaeological record seems to bear out accusations in Roman sources that the uh, Carthaginians Carthaginians uh, burned their children as human sacrifices to him. He was worshipped as the lord of two horns, particularly at an open-air sanctuary at Jebel Bu Kornen, which translates to Two Horn Hill in Arabic, I believe, or Farsi, uh, across the bay from Carthage. His consort was the goddess Tanit. And then if you want to read more about the history, uh, here we go. Actually, I want to read this little part. Baal appears about 90 times in the Hebrew Bible in references to various gods. The priests of the Canaanite Baal are mentioned numerous times, most prominently in the first book of Kings. Many scholars believe that this describes Jezebel's attempt to introduce the worship of Baal uh, at Tyre to the Israelite capital Samaria in the 9th century BCE. Against this, Day argues that Jezebel's Baal was more probably Baal Shamem, the Lord of the Heavens, a title most often applied to Hadad, who is also often titled just Baal. Okay, so they get a lot of words, a lot of names for the same concept, same God, sounds like. Okay. 1 Kings 18 records an account of a contest between the prophet Elijah and Jezebel's priests. 
Both sides offered a sacrifice to their respective gods. Baal failed to light his followers' sacrifice while Yahweh he, while Yahweh's heavenly fire burnt Elijah's altar to ashes, even after it had been soaked with water. The observers then followed Elijah's instructions to slay the priests of Baal, after which it began to rain, showing Yahweh's mastery over the weather. Other references to the priests of Baal describe their burning of incense in prayer as well as offering sacrifices while adorned in special vestments or special attire. Uh, okay, so that's just a little bit about the history of this uh, Canaanite god known as Baal that apparently people that followed this belief system and this god once upon a time offered child sacrifices okay so isn't it interestingly coincidental that this Balenciaga fashion designer company's ad campaign with this little kid and the B-A-A-L Balenciaga caution tape on the floor it is clearly a a reference to this child sacrifice god in my humble opinion, I mean, maybe I'm reaching. Maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it was a sick joke somebody played on, you know, the marketing and PR team, the the advertising team for Balenciaga. I don't know. But then think about all the other QAnon conspiracy shit that you've heard in this past few years about Marina Abramovich and spirit cooking and uh, the bleeding of children while scared and terrified to get their adrenaline going so that they can suck out the adrenochrome. Yeah, I mean, it's just disgusting and and so unbelievable to think about this actually being possible. But if it's not possible, my fellow Americans, then riddle me this, Batman. Answer this question. Why is there so much history, information, advertising, suggestion, bringing these concepts up again and again and again and again and again throughout history? Why is it that all of these aristocratic ruling elite families throughout history have kept their bloodlines pure and have stooped so low as to inbreeding in order to keep their bloodlines pure and keep power within their own families. People that are willing to kill their inbred children with birth defects because if they were the next in line to take power and control and they weren't capable of doing it or they were viewed as weak vessels that couldn't do the job, they just got rid of them. They got rid of their own children, some of these people in these ruling elite families. That's the type of person we're talking about. People that are willing to sacrifice anything and anybody in order to keep their power and control. If that doesn't sound like evil, possible Satan devil worship to you, then I don't know what does. So, yeah, (laughs) I know it's a lot. 
But this is real. This is real stuff that is happening in the world that you and I live in together. Whether you like it or not, I'm sorry. Okay, so now, you know what I just realized? Uh, uh, the name of the film that David Wilcock was talking about, it's, it's not Dark Side of Truth. I think the Dark Side of Truth is the YouTube channel that has a lot of interesting stuff. And one of them is a film called The Cosmic Secret that uh, David Wilcock is featured in. Uh, I think that's what that clip was from. But I really recommend, if you have not been to the Dark Side of Truth YouTube channel, you all go take a look. There's a great video on there about, uh, it's entitled, The Video the Illuminati Doesn't Want You to See, uh, talking about all the celebrities and the elites in uh, the music industry and the film and entertainment industry in general, basically. There's a film on, or there's a video on there called Countdown to Disclosure, Secret Technology Behind the Space Force. That's similar subject matter that I've been over on this uh, show before. And then they talk about the Apollo 11 mission, uh, the Apollo 11 mission, or missions plural. There's a lot of ancient alien stuff on this channel. Very informative. And there's a Smithsonian channel uh, show on there about the 1969 royal family uh, that was pulled from the air. There's a lot of documentaries that have been made that got pulled off the air for some reason. One reason or another. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Probably because they got a little too close and the ruling power elites weren't going to let that information be disseminated. And there's another really interesting video on Dark Side of Truth YouTube channel about musicians warning fans about the music industry. And you got a lot of awesome musicians. You got Billy Corgan on there, Chester Bennington, uh, David Draymond, Al Jorgensen from Ministries on there. Lots of people. I think Al Jorgensen was in Ministry. I forget. But anyway, um, so yeah, I highly recommend. If you're interested in the stuff that I talk about on my podcast... Do yourself a favor and go check out Dark Side of Truth uh, YouTube channel, okay? Uh, there's another, ooh, I just saw another one on there that is uh, a video alleging that members of the royal family are not human. <laughs> uh, there's one entitled The Real Reason Bill Gates is Getting Divorced. I mean, we're getting we're getting down to it. Hillary Clinton's body double speaks out. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much of it is actual truth. But there's some good information there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So uh, now I want to start playing you some clips. I'm going to start talking a little bit about this Balenciaga scandal some more. Um, first, this clip is by a guy. Uh, of course, from TikTok, Modern Mystic Mason is his name. And let's take a listen to how he ties uh, what the word Balenciaga means down phonetically. He breaks it down phonetically. <clears throat> and I, I don't know if this is actually accurate, but 
Let's uh, listen to a few videos from this gentleman and you be the judge, okay? Here we go. This is my second video about the Balenciaga scandal. So go watch the one right before this as well. But I'm gonna show you something that no one else has been able to pick up on yet. Everyone is trying to tie the ball in Balenciaga to ball from the Canaanite pantheon. But ball just simply means Lord and there's multiple balls all throughout the Bible. Now here's the kicker. Enki is actually Enki, as in the ancient Sumerian god Enki. And yes, Enki is mentioned in the Bible, which is Elef, Nun, Kaf, Yod, which they will try to say that it says Enoki, but phonetically, it's literally just Enki, which is Enki, Yod, Vav, And Aga is another term that means basically king or royalty. And Enki is Semiel, the Demiurge, or as referred to in Revelation, Satan, the god of ignorance and arrogance who falsely declared that his name was Yahweh. So Balenciaga is not talking about Baal. It's saying Lord Enki is king which Enki is Samael, Samael is Saturn, Shabtai means Saturn, and they all follow the teachings of Jacob Frank. Okay, so Balenciaga is referring to Enki and the Demiurge and Satan, allegedly. Maybe, maybe not. I just found this guy's uh, video on the topic to be quite interesting. And then here's the one that he... Uh, plays before it and he breaks down Balenciaga and what it means in another way which I also found quite interesting here we go true secret religion of Hollywood which is Thelema which is basically the religion of Babylon and surprise surprise Babylon. Balenciaga means do what you want which is synonymous with Aleister Crowley's do what thou wilt this man is an absolute charlatan and now people want to come out and make all the connections of Aleister Crowley, the entertainment industry, Hollywood, and everything else that I've been calling out for months. Crowley himself never actually did any harm to anybody. But what I've been saying is that his system that influenced a lot of people to do what thou wilt is what was the dangerous part. And now the focus is on Balenciaga. Aleister Crowley was infatuated by Jacob Frank, the other person that I've been exposing for months. This is who Crowley was influenced by. This man created the do what thou wilt long before Crowley did. Jacob Frank is also Polish. J.P.F. Jacob Polish Frank. 666. And he followed Shebtai Zebi, or Saturn Zebi, who claimed to be the Messiah back in 1666. Just remember that when all this comes to light that a Freemason told you the truth. Okay. So, in this video, modern mystic Mason claims that Balenciaga broken down means do what you want or do what thou wilt and NY Patriot and I talked about this a little bit in our interview love is the law love is the will do what thou wilt I guess that's the uh, whole Thelema Alistair Crowley or Crowley however you pronounce his name I guess that's the thing with them so I found that to be interesting, and then uh, I got a couple more uh, videos of people that are going over the Balenciaga situation, tracing back some of their prior ad campaigns that are also questionable, and then in one of these clips, someone's going to talk about Balen uh, Balenciaga's parent company that allegedly also owns Gucci, and apparently they have a clearinghouse or something where they do or a trading house, not rather not a clearing house, trading house. And uh, one of these videos has a bunch of pictures of children in some very interesting attire, 
posed in certain ways. Uh, and whoever made this video uh, alleges that these companies have been trading and selling little kids just to add to all the child trafficking, sex trafficking, um, child sacrifice, maybe conspiracy theories that we've all been hearing as of late, okay? So here we go. I'm going to give you a brief little short supercut of some Balenciaga researchers, okay? <laughs> ah, this is fun. Here we go. All right, so this is going to blow your mind. Check this out. So Balenciaga and Gucci are owned by a parent company called Curing. Curing CEO, his name's Francis. Now the owner of Curing is called Artemis Group. That's the parent company of all these groups, okay? Now the CEO Francis of Artemis Group also owns Christie's Auction House. Now we all know scandal going on with Balenciaga. Now check this out. This is the CEO of the parent company of Balenciaga and Gucci. He owns the Christie's Auction House. Check out the things they are auctioning. And you guys can't see this, but there is disgusting poses. This guy's showing a bunch of slides right now of a bunch of different kids in little outfits, little shoes, little ties, little bows, not a lot of clothing, doing questionable things. And it's literally like a sales catalog where you can order kids. That's what this looks like. And in some of these videos I'm going to play for you here coming up, we're going to talk about the guy that owns Balenciaga and this female that's also involved. So here we go. She's also worked as a stylist for other luxury fashion brands such as Adidas and Gucci. Once again, Balenciaga's parent company, Caring, also owns Gucci. There's no way Pinot did not know that this was going on. Another person that needs to be held accountable for her role in Balenciaga's pedophilic ad is Rachel Chandler. She owns Midland Models and she's the one that cast the ad. Here's 19-year-old Rachel Chandler on a private plane with President Bill Clinton. According to influencer Ollie London, Rachel Chandler has tweeted many times bragging that she has been on Epstein's Island. Rachel Chandler is married to Tom Guinness of the Guinness Beer Dynasty. Tom's great-great-grandfather, Edward Guinness, was given a royal title in 1919. Strangely, the same year that Balenciaga was founded, Edward Guinness owned Elvedon Hall in Thetford, UK. The horrific orgy scene in Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut was filmed in Elvedon Hall. For those of you who don't know, Eyes Wide Shut was released in 1999 and starred Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Strangely, six days after the screening of the final cut of the film, Stanley Kubrick died of a heart attack in his sleep. Nicole Kidman also worked on the ad campaign for Balenciaga's 2023 spring collection, and yet she hasn't said a word about the allegations against Balenciaga, nor has she distanced herself from the brand. Balenciaga's spokesmodel, Kim Kardashian, put out a tweet about the allegations, but didn't say that she would distance herself from Balenciaga at all. In fact, she made it sound like she was going to stick around. This is really sad 
especially coming from a woman who has four children. I guess she's just like her mother. The connections go further and things get way more bizarre. But again, I can't share any of that here because my content will be taken down. However, if you're interested, you can go onto YouTube and join up as a member and see it there. This is the only way I can share the information without having my entire channel taken down. All right, so that was somebody named New York Nadia on TikTok that gave us that video. And uh, now I want to play another uh, gentleman here, but real quick, here are the names that uh, you should go look up if you want to dive down this rabbit hole. Francis Pino, the guy in charge of Artemis Group, and uh, Balenciaga, and then Rachel Chandler, who apparently runs in circles like Jill and Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton, and all the other usual suspects. She's been to Epstein Island. Uh, a picture's uh, starting to form for me, my fellow Americans. I would imagine, if you guys are thinking about this stuff, a picture's probably starting to form for you, too. Uh, here we go. Let's take a listen to this gentleman. The Balenciaga scandal is showing us how desensitized our world has become to evil. You have the exploitation of innocent children, a pattern of pedophilic and predatorial marketing campaigns and messaging, and yet there is virtually radio silence from Hollywood and celebrities. There's no cancellation or accountability, there's no partnerships that have been affected, and there's no sponsorships that have ended. Nike dropped Kyrie because he posted a picture of a book. The entire world disowned Will Smith because he slapped another man. And yet when it comes to this fashion brand showing a history now of evil and vile messaging targeted towards children, it's, well we don't know the whole story and don't be a conspiracy theorist. Please, that's a lazy excuse to stay silent about this. Liberties and allowances will continue to amplify with this perversion until people wake up and actually say something. This is going to blow your mind. What I'm about to tell you today, uh, the information I'm going to give you is not just my information, it's the information I got from this lady called Nicola Gubb. She is a little bit scared because she's scared that she's going to get censored. So I'm here. If you can't do it, I will do it. So I've done a little research and I'm going to give you guys something, okay? So you think Balenciaga is just simply, it's just Balenciaga? No, it's not. I don't even want to talk about Balenciaga because Balenciaga is about this big into this, in this big thing, what we are about to discuss. All right. Balenciaga is owned by a parent company called Kieran. Kieran, the CEO of Kieran, and the director of Kieran is called Frankel Pinot, married to Salmaik. She's a famous actress. They own Alexander McQueen, Gucci, Bottega, Balenciaga, all of these companies. Owner knows everything. Trust me, I'm an owner of two brands. I know everything, every single thing, even though I know how many stitches going into my t-shirt. So if I know that much, they know everything. Trust me, they are they know everything and they're doing it on purpose. Frank Cow Pinot owns another company called Artemis SA. It's um it's a famous auction house. Now this auction house holds a lot of art, really expensive art, and most of these expense expensive art is about kids. Alright. These the the two big artists in, in that gallery is uh Dinos and Jake Chapman. They're brothers. They call the Chapman brothers. So one of the art which really disturbed me is a young girl on a swing. She's going, she's swinging like this. 
pay attention, please pay attention because I can't put this image up because it disgusts me. She's going, she's swinging like this. Uh, she, her legs are over there, and there's a there's a devilish thing sitting there with the three eyes, and it looks like a beak. He's naked, and he's sitting on a tree trunk, and the tree trunk he's sitting on, he's naked, so his bum is on it. So one of the branch, his bum is on it. The other branch looks like his private part touching the girl on a swing. God help us, man. God help us. It is wrong on every single freaking level. This is not art for hell's sake. It's not art. It's disgusting. It's another image. It's a young girl. Her mouth is taped in such a bad way that her face looks like a bottom. This is not art. This is ritual. What the devil wants. Let me tell you a little bit quickly about the devil. How the devil works. People were saying the devil deceives you. No, it doesn't. Let me explain how the devil doesn't deceive you. Because if he deceives you, then you're not at fault. Do you get it? If somebody deceives you and you're doing something and you don't have a clue about it, then you're not at fault. So what devil does? Pay attention. Devil will lay it out in front of you exactly what he's going to do and exactly what he wants you to do. Guess what? The choice is up to you. That's how he does. It tells you that I'm going to make you famous. I'm going to make you rich and famous. Do you want it? People who are struggling and they want to break through in this industry, they say, yes, we do want it. So they made a choice. The devil tells you that if you do this, this is what you have to do for me. You made a choice. You said, yes, I will. Sign the papers. You're stuck. Why do you think so many um, actors, musicians, especially the musicians, why do you think they're dying of overdose? They're dying like a crazy deaths because they can't get out of the system. So please, whatever I'm telling you, all right, please just don't take my word for it. The reason is I could be wrong. I'm only human. I can make mistakes as well. I, I can. So whatever I tell you, please go and do your small research on it as well. I would love to hear your comments. And another thing is we need to unite I keep on telling everyone we need to unite and I'm going to figure out a way of us uniting. So if you're with me, let me know that this is the way you want it. we got to unite. All of us got to unite. There are a few of us who are working really hard to give you this information. Please help them get their points across. Thank you very much, people. And once again, thank you for listening to me. You guys are going to be actually disturbed when I tell you the legal tea on Balenciaga. Like, this is genuinely disturbing, but it needs to be talked about. Let's get into it. So, in case you missed it, Balenciaga just launched a holiday campaign featuring children holding bags shaped like teddy bears, and those teddy bears were wearing what appears to be bondage gear. Which is odd for so many reasons. First being that this campaign is not marketed for children. They're not products for children. So featuring children in these ads would have been weird on its own, but then you add the element of the bears wearing what is giving like 50 shades of gray and it's just bizarre. So of course the general public was outraged and then they began investigating prior ads that Balenciaga has put out. This is where it gets really weird. Balenciaga's spring 2023 campaign for some reason included a printout of the 2008 United States versus Williams court decision next to a luxury bag. The ruling in that case was on the constitutionality of the prohibiting the pandering of child pornography. Child pornography. Oh, fuck. 
Naturally, this caused outrage. And after issuing two apologies on Instagram, Balenciaga has now announced that it'll take legal action against the production company and the set designer behind the spring 2023 campaign that included that court document. According to the court documents filed by Balenciaga, the brand alleged that inexplicable acts and omissions made without Balenciaga's knowledge were malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. They then sought $25 million in damages for resulting false association between Balenciaga and the repulsive and deeply disturbing subject of the court decision. The set designer's agent told the Washington Post that the legal papers used in the ad were obtained from a prop house that were rental pieces used on film and photo shoots and added that everyone from Balenciaga was on the shoot and was present on every shot and worked on the edit of every image and post-production. From a legal perspective, it is highly unlikely that Balenciaga did not have the final approval for every image that is used in association with their name. Now, Balenciaga might be able to argue that they missed the relatively hard to spot document. But then when we factor in the context of this recent holiday campaign, there's literally no excuse. Someone had to scout those children, hire those children, light those children, pose those children, style those children. Whoever came up with it and whoever approved it is disgusting and needs to be held accountable. The public is owed an explanation, not just an apology. These are children. The world is watching. Ooh, man, that was legal baddie on TikTok, and she's fine. Wow. Um, uh, we also had a guy, first guy in there, uh, I didn't mention Spencer.Nak, N-A-K is his name. And then the gentleman that spoke after that's name is Gianni Salvatore. Uh, and all of these people I found talking about Balenciaga on TikTok. So let's just, let's just uh, suspend our disbelief for all of you naysaying, disbelieving people out there that just refuse to look at reality. Let's put it all together, shall we? All this crap started with QAnon videos, whether it was propaganda videos created by the intelligence community or whether it was independent researchers, prior military, prior intelligence community assets, whoever that wanted to be whistleblowers and get this information out to the public. Whoever created this, these QAnon videos, that's where it started. Talking about the spirit cooking and... Um, Satan worship and bloodletting and blood drinking, adrenochrome, all this crap, right? Uh, gross paintings in Anderson Cooper's house. Um, gross paintings in uh, Epstein's place uh, on the island, I guess, too. Lots of gross stuff uh, was discovered there. Uh, hidden rooms, maybe ritual rooms or torture rooms. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but a while ago, I theorized that, you know, the whole, if, if the, if the conspiracy theory is true that Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad, uh, Israeli secrets, uh, or intelligence, Israeli intelligence asset, uh, if it really was his job to get heads of state and powerful, uh, people, celebrities, heads of businesses, you know, corporate CEOs, whatever, out to party on the island so they could get them, uh, you know, like, um, what's that guy that said he got a massage but he didn't take his pants off? That uh, gross lawyer dude. Anyway, all these people went out to Epstein Island and uh, apparently got massages and rub and tugs or whatever from kids 
are from underage people, young adults, right? And then maybe how it works is they take pictures of you and they get you in compromising situations like they got uh, Prince Andrew, right, with that girl that pressed charges against him years later. There's that famous picture of her as a young girl with uh, Jill and Maxwell and Prince Andrew, right? I'm sure you guys have seen that circulating around. Um, so it's all started with the QAnon videos. I mean, I'm sure there was information that came out before that. Uh, Ashton Kutcher pleading with uh, members of government uh, to fight the tr- uh, child trafficking and sex trafficking that was going on. I don't know if that was an act, uh, but I remember that he brought uh, the, the topic to light back before the QAnon videos came out. So anyway, here and there, people have been trying to expose it. Avicii and Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington allegedly got too close. They were going to make that documentary. They got taken out just like uh, David Crowley got taken out, uh, the guy that was going to make the Gray State film. And there are a lot of stories, actually. The Anthony Bourdain story still makes me scratch my head. I find it very difficult to believe that that man killed himself. I think dating Asia Argento and all the people that she was connected to probably got him involved. See, guys, you got to be careful of the women you date. (laughs) Some of these women are the devil incarnate, walking around, no heart, no soul, willing to hang you over the coals and drop you off of a tall building after they've got what they want from you. Trust me, they're out there, (laughs) walking around in this world, taking advantage of dudes. I would make the uh, uh, argument that that maybe is what happened to wear his heart on his sleeve, sensitive guy deep down, trying to make the world a better place, world traveler, awesome chef, fantastic life experiences and perspectives, Anthony Bourdain, one of my personal idols. I have always looked up to Anthony Bourdain. And I still can't believe that that man killed himself. So anyway, I'm getting off track. But I want to play this for you. So after I was thinking about all of this, you know, what's happening in Hollywood, these celebrity parties where they get these rich, famous people into compromising situations, they get it on film, they get pictures taken, and now they got dirt on you. Guess what? You're going to do the big club's bidding or else we're going to expose you. So if you keep your mouth shut and do what you're told, we will pay you very handsomely and you will ride off into the sunset living happily ever after. I think that's how it works. I think that's how Biden bought his multi-million dollar mansion in Martha's Vineyard on the beach. Or not Biden, I meant Obama. Obama bought the mansion on the beach in Martha's Vineyard. Although Obama and Biden basically are the same person, right? Joe Obama? <laughs> oh, Biden. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's not too concerned about climate change and the sea level rising, buying a multi-million dollar mansion on the beach in Martha's Vineyard. Boy, I tell you what, people, 
There's some gross stuff going on. So if you didn't believe the QAnon videos, now we got this Balenciaga scandal. Now we got Kanye, regardless of what his intentions are, out here talking gibberish on all these news shows and podcasts. And it's it feels like they're preparing the public for something that's coming. It's like they're going to let the cat out of the bag and as soon as all of us realize what's been going on, as soon as the realities of this world and this power elite, this government, as soon as it gets uh, you know, into the public consciousness, as soon as it reaches the critical mass, that's when I bet you they're going to you know, lay down their king, checkmate, and roll out their martial law or their, uh, you know, you know, the Grey State movie, what you saw on that trailer, basically, you know, giving you the mark, rounding you up, putting you into FEMA camps. Who knows? Scary stuff. But I don't think these people in these powerful positions want to be exposed. And whether it's a planned expose of what these people have been doing or not, if it's really just the consequence of intelligent, persistent, diligent researchers and truth seekers that want to expose this reality, these realities, if they are, in fact, realities, right? Regardless of why it's happening, people, it's happening. And it's going to have major, major ramifications. The more people become aware of what these disgusting people have been doing. And if you don't know any, if you are new to the QAnon stuff and to this Balenciaga scandal, if you're new to the Jeffrey Epstein story and the Marina Abramovich uh, lady, spirit cooking, Satan worshipers, you know, Thelema followers, occultists, whatever, they're out there, people. They're out there in the world. Go look them up. Go look up Marina Abramovich. Who's that? Go look up Francis Pino, CEO of Balenciaga, an Artemis group or whatever. This clearinghouse where they sell kids, basically. Go look up Rachel Chandler. Do your own research. Go watch Follow the Cabal series. Go watch the QAnon videos. Just get the concepts in your head. You don't got to believe it. In fact, I know probably 8 out of 10 of you, if if you've never seen it before, as soon as you see it, you're probably going to be like, this is all bullshit. There's no way. You know, maybe you're right. But maybe you're wrong. <laughs> Very interesting scandal this company Balenciaga has. And did you guys see their creepy, like... um when they had the guy hunched over, the tall, lanky dude, in like this dystopian-looking, satanic, just Halloween vibe fashion show they recently had where a lot of people were scratching their heads about what was going on. Crazy, gross uh, company, Balenciaga, that all these rich elites think is the hottest, chicest thing on the street. And you know what this story reminds me of also? Zoolander. Have you guys seen the movie Zoolander? I recently tweeted, Zoolander was a documentary 
<laughs> Just like idiocracy. <laughs> that Zoolander movie told us everything, people. Go watch Zoolander. Great flick. Very funny. John Voight's character is amazing. Coal miner dad that hates his model flamboyant son. <laughs> oh, man. What do you guys think about all this QAnon, Balenciaga? And then, you know what else You know what else this makes me, uh, reminds me of? The whole frazzle drip situation, the Anthony Weiner laptop, Hunter Biden's lap, laptop, all these political figures hanging out with young girls, smoking crack, doing drugs, acting like, I don't know, Satan worshippers act? I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's not Satan worship. Maybe they just like to party and do gross, illicit things that they feel like they can get away with because they're above the law. And they have the money to get out of tough legal situations, unlike the rest of us. You you know, are we just going to let this continue, people? Are you American people just going to let this stuff fly like you let everything messed up fly that has been done to us since the creation of this country? What's it going to take for people to start speaking up and speaking out and getting pissed off about stuff that actually should make them mad? Abraham Lincoln, you can tell a lot about a person by what makes them mad. What makes them upset? Some of us are focusing on the important stuff, and some of us are not. And I really hope we all find a way to start facing the reality of what these rich, powerful, colluding, and conspiring, elitist, big government, married to big business, crony capitalist revolving door completely monopolized situation the dictatorship the fascist dictatorship the corporatocracy that is America the oligarchy that is America my fellow Americans you no longer live in a free society you no longer have a bill of rights You no longer have the freedoms and the liberties that you once enjoyed. And they're not completely gone yet. But each and every day with every passing moment, every minute, every second, the power elite are chipping away. Piece by piece, step by step slow usurpations over time and eventually one day you will wake up and you will already have communism in the words of Nikita Khrushchev my fellow Americans it's common what do you think people you you ready to move on It's time.
to play some punk rock. Alright people, welcome back to the show. It's time to play some punk rock. And these guys are awesome. Uh, this uh, gentleman, Ian, from the band Voice of Addiction, recently reached out to me, let me know that they have a full length that they recently released uh, back in August of this year. And their band is called Voice of Addiction. Let me read to you. This little write-up on the band. Here we go. Voice of Addiction are politically charged and socially conscious Chicago-based punk rockers. Voice of Addiction has been around since 2004, doing over 1,500 shows across North America, having eight official releases and independently selling over 10,000 physical copies, as well as being involved in countless compilations and digital sales these boys have proven they are a force to be reckoned with. Voice of Addiction has been featured in the video game Skateboard Party 1, 2, and 3, as well as Snowboard Party, now on all major outlets. The new full-length Divided States is available, or was available, August 5th. The singles have been released, and they are currently working on music videos for all of them. DyingScene.com put the last full length at number five in the 10 best albums of the year. The album is half old school good riddance and half Fugazi with not quite anthem-like melodies. You hear some sprinkles of graphen style vocal harmonies and melodies and it really suits the music, says Bucket List Music Reviews. Uh, and they have some other reviews on here that are awesome. You can check these guys out at voiceofaddiction.com. Their new album is out now, Divided States. Go check it out on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, all the usual places. And their uh, album cover is awesome. It's like all the states uh, of the United States slightly separated in a bathtub, uh, like water, like taking on water and about to sink. It reminds me of uh, Blood Red, White, Blue, the lyric. Like, the, <laughs> this is weird. I'm having a weird uh, moment right now. So the album cover for Voice of Addiction's Divided States, the picture, when I tried to explain the picture to you guys, reminds me of a lyric in the song Blood Red, White, Blue by Rise Against. We're taking on water. It's If we're the flagship of peace and prosperity, we're taking on water and about to fucking sink. That's the Rise Against line. But Voice of Addiction, it's like the United States is sinking in a bathtub. All the states are sponges that are getting soaked up. It's awesome. I'll, uh, I'll post uh, this pic in the promo videos for uh, the band that I usually share on the social medias. Uh, after this episode is released. So I hope you guys like Voice of Addiction. Ladies and gentlemen, making their debut on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. 
Here's from Chicago, Illinois, Voice of Addiction, with their song, Man, I Love This Band. This song themes up perfectly with their song, Corpocracy. Corpocracy! people i love it i want to sing harmonies with you guys voice of addiction you guys ever play a show in minneapolis hit me up i'll come out on stage and i'll be like oh man i love it that was voice of addiction with their song corpocracy like a corporate democracy or a corporatocracy if you will. Mussolini's definition of fascism should be more accurately called a corporatocracy because it's a marriage of corporations and government. And that's exactly what you and I have here in the United States of America, my fellow. Americans. I'm going to play another song by Voice of Addiction because I love it. 
And it also themes up quite nicely with this show, this episode today, and my show in general. And it's awesome. Here we go with their second song. Here's Voice of Addiction from Chicago, Illinois, with their song, Where's the Freedom? mashup of the two shows. Corpocracy, where's the freedom? Corpocracy, where's the freedom? <laughs> oh man, I'm going to use uh, my platform here on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast to get on stage and sing harmony backup parts with some of my favorite punk rock bands. <laughs> oh man, I love it. These guys are awesome. Go check out their new record, uh, divided states by the awesome punk rock band Voice of Addiction. Ian, thanks for reaching out to me and letting us feature your band's awesome tunes here on the show today. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com, buy a t shirt, donate to the show, read the show notes, click on the link to my SoundCloud page to check out. My tunes, click on the link to go to patreon.com slash Andrew for America so you can become a my fellow American subscriber for the low, low cost of $3 a month. And you're going to get my supercut show, Reality Lies, Damn Lies, and Statistics. You're going to see me do the World News Report. You're going to see some awesome stuff I haven't even talked about yet. And you're going to also get the video from all of the interviews that I have done on the show. 
I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It is a increasingly crazier and crazier world out there. It's becoming crazier and crazier with every passing day, in my humble opinion. You better, uh, you know, if you're not going to go full prepper yet, you know, just start thinking about it. You know, if you gotta, if you got to assemble a bug out bag, what are you going to do? You know, you got you got all your necessities. You got your generator. You got your water situation shored up. You got your uh, all weather attire. You got your tools. Got your weapons. Got your tent, your camping gear, and all the other shit you're probably gonna need when uh, society falls. If society falls here in the United States of America, or maybe it won't fall. Maybe we'll just slowly get lulled to sleep by propaganda and bread and circuses and entertainments plugged into the metaverse matrix where we'll live in our painless concentra- uh, concentration camp a prison with no walls where the prisoners would never dream of escaping maybe Huxley knew it all along maybe his secret society Fabian society buddies are part of all the other groups of hidden esoteric societies that may or may not possess secret information, secret knowledge, wisdom, forbidden information for the general population, perhaps. Who knows, right? But like I always say, people, stay positive. Find a way to turn up the optimism and the, and the fun in your life. I like to use music and punk rock uh, on the show here, obviously. But, you know, educate your uh, mind, exercise your body, like I always say. Find calm, find peace, find wisdom, find strength, find courage, find compassion. Find a reason to survive. Or else, you know, I don't know, be a nihilist, pessimistic, unhappy, doom and gloom, whining, crying, bitching, complaining human being for the rest of your pathetic, miserable existence. I don't know. Do what you're going to do. You do you. I'm going to do me. Okay? (laughs) And before I go, I wanted to play this clip for you guys. This is... A young lady that you may have heard of in the past. She goes by Whoa Vicky. <laughs> She's got uh interesting vernacular. She speaks in a certain uh interesting, funny way. It almost seems like she's doing an act, but I actually think that this is really her personality and this is really what her speaking voice sounds like. But uh, she comments on going to some of these Hollywood parties. And the reason why I'm getting ready to play this clip for you is because it reminds me of what I uh, proposed earlier in the show today that I think that's how they do it. They invite you to these exclusive parties. They make you sign non-disclosure agreements. You have to give your ID and your weapons and your whatever, your keys at the door so you can't leave. And they may or may not get you into some compromising uh, videos or pictures. 
so that they have some dirt on you so that they can expose you if you don't do what they want you to do, what the big club or the Hollywood elite or the Biden administration or (laughs) whoever, the Fed, the World Economic Forum, whatever the big they, the big they, them, (laughs) wants you to do, you're going to do it. If they snap a couple pictures of you getting diddled by some little child or, you know, if you're cheating on your husband or wife or something, I think that's how they do it. And this girl, whoa, Vicky, she's going to explain it to you right now. So take a listen to this. What they do is they invite you to these parties, these house parties, and then they they be like, oh, whoop the whoop going to be there like your favorite rapper, the big ass person. Before you get in, you got to give us your phones and all this shit, and then they might do some gay shit to somebody and then try to like and record it and tell them, oh, if, if you if you expose us, we're going to post it everywhere. It was Bella Thorne party. So Bella so Thorne. I got invited from some other friends. Oh, yeah, you can't bring your phone in. I'm like, first of all, who ain't bringing their phone in? I'm bringing my motherfucking phone in. I don't give a fuck who you is. It could have been Kim Kardashian, and I'm bringing my phone. And then you got to sign some papers. What am I signing some shit for to get into a party? Like, what? This is where it really threw me off. They said they had to prick your blood to get in. What? I said, oh, no, I'm good. Everyone else went. I called my Uber and left. Let me tell you <laughs> what they do is. Let me tell you what they do is. They prick your finger. You got to leave your phone, she says. I know. I'm, I'm, I just I think her voice is funny. Um... But I think she's on to something, people. I think that's how they do it. Uh, I would love to speak to some of you celebrities out there and uh, get your opinion. I know my old band manager, uh, the late John Weaver, God rest his soul, one of my best friends, took his old took his own life a few years uh, back. Still can't believe it. It's always the people that you never would have thought would commit suicide that end up committing suicide it's in my experience typically the happiest people you've ever known and they just have a good job you know they do a good job masking their demons I guess for lack of a better word but anyway uh, I know he got into some weird stuff he lived with a guy that was doing some crazy stuff in a in a house up in the Hollywood Hills for a while uh, you know rubbing elbows with all the the Hollywood elite and I don't know we lost uh, touch uh, for the last couple of years of his life uh, after um, my band the perils of being was no longer together or I was no longer in the band anyway and uh, I found out about his death um, from I heard a couple different stories from a few different people and it all sounded a little weird, a little odd, a little, a little out of character for my good friend John. And, uh, but I don't know. Maybe he was a victim of the cesspool that is Hollywood. And, um, you know, I've been hearing a lot of actors coming out talking about, you know, if you people, if you American people knew what really went on in Hollywood behind the scenes, there'd be, you know, riots in the streets. But I don't know. I don't think there's really going to be riots in the streets over anything.
Because if we Americans haven't been rioting in the streets over the shit that's already been going on in this country since basically the turn of the millennium, 9-11-2001, I mean, if we're not outraged and rioting in the streets over what they've already pulled on us, then we're not going to riot in the streets. You're going to have to get your doors kicked in and boots stomping on your heads before you realize it's already too late. Remember Yuri Bezmenov? Remember when he said, not until the jackboots are kicking in your head, kicking you in the balls, then you'll know who's in control. Then you'll understand what happened. Then you'll understand how they slowly, piece by piece, step by step, took over. And I think that's how they do it with these celebrities. They get some compromising dirt on you so that you don't speak out about the disgusting shit they're doing at these private elite parties. I've been to a couple parties in Hollywood that weren't that crazy. Like, I didn't see gross stuff going on there. But, uh, boy, people party, though. Oh, they're partying. You might not see all the hooking up and sex stuff, but you're seeing the partying up close and personal. That's for sure. Hope you enjoyed the episode today, guys. Hope you enjoyed Voice of Addiction. They're a great band. I'm adding them to my punk rock playlist. I think they're awesome. I'm glad Ian from the band reached out to me. And uh, they actually have a documentary as well that came out, I think, on the 5th of August as well. I think it's called Punk Rock. And, yeah, it's a it's a feature-length documentary that's also out on all major outlets. So go check out Voice of Addiction. Go check out <laughs> Whoa, Vicky. <laughs> And uh, all the TikTokers that I played talking about Balenciaga today, go check out everyone I've ever uh, introduced to you and talked about on this podcast so that you can move ever closer towards knowledge, understanding, awareness, etc. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 123 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, entitled Valenciaga and the Dark Side of Truth. We'll see you next time. Outrage. I'm going to go off for a minute here because Please where go. is the outrage? It's been a week and a half, and now we're doing this story. I get it. Thanksgiving was happening and all that. But they tried to hide behind that, right? Maybe this will make it through the news cycle. No, it's not, okay? Adidas didn't cut ties 48 hours after Kanye did his whole thing, right? And they got lambasted for not speaking out against uh, anti-Semitism. This is a week and a half, and nobody seems to care 
that there's little kids involved in this. I can't speak what it's like to be a black man, right? I can't speak what it's like to be a Jewish woman, but I can speak what it's like to be a father of two young boys. And that this type of behavior, when I worked at CBS.com out of a little closet my first show, I was like, I'm gonna say this and wear a blue shirt. I got 49 emails saying, maybe wear a purple shirt and maybe don't say this here. Don't tell me this slipped through the cracks right. when you're getting a court case that features child pornography. It's disgusting, it's disturbing. Jeopardy's gotta flip their whole production because of w one person said something, but they wanted to be woke and do all that. How many other examples are there? 10, 20, 30, 40 years we're going back to cancel people? But this slips through the cracks, it's outrageous. And that people aren't outraged and skipping work with their posters and going to the courthouse or going to Balenciaga and stars aren't wiping their Instagram and social media with all their Balenciaga gear is disgusting in itself. Don't you tell me, Hollywood, how to live my life or you want me canceled or because you... Your TV is literally a patented mind control device and it's designed to psychologically change the way you view reality. The patent is titled Nervous System Manipulation by Electromagnetic Fields from Monitors. The more we watch TV, the more we go into alpha brainwave state, which is the slow and receptive pattern that accepts images and suggestions into our conscious minds with little critical thinking. Here's where it gets crazy. Former CIA director William Casey said, we'll know our information program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. This it has been working with Hollywood since its inception in 1947. And this declassified document on the website shows that the intelligence agency has infiltrated every major news outlet in America. I know it's hard to fathom the idea that we could be manipulated and used in such bizarre ways for the purpose of profit, control, and other agendas, but it's a reality we have to face. There are limitless examples of this throughout history, all the way up to modern day. TV and electronic devices promote influencing thoughts and behavior, especially through social media, but what's not obvious is the fact that there are others out there using these techniques knowingly to control our minds. It's called TV program for a reason, and each channel is channeling a very calculated message into your subconscious. Now the next time you watch a show, just remember.